on time to talk sports with raw mind. Game day, who plays with updates of all kinds? From press box to sideline, who got cut, who got signed? Who's clutch when it's crunch time? The starting lineup or the pine? These athletes compete, some without even trying. You want a championship, you gotta grind. When them bright lights shine, and this game go nine, they gon' cover the story not quite like Ryan. Exclusive interviews, dudes plug like Mike Line. He's got the inside scoop of why, who got fine? Prime. Time. Got the game statistics. I could say if you wasn't at the game, you missed it. But now raw mind sports covers the distance. Front row, that's close like a coach's assistant. You wanna be in the know? Eyes open and listen. This is raw mind sports. Another edition. This episode is sponsored today by Call First Class Life Insurance, where we specialize in leaving dollars and not debt for your family. We offer whole life policies with low prices that won't change. Call 704-650-8317 to schedule a consultation. They are licensed in North Carolina, Virginia, South Carolina, Georgia, and Ohio. And use the promo code RAWMIND. Yeah, I said it. Use a promo code RAWMIND, and they will gladly assist you. Welcome. Welcome to another edition of Raw Mind Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Jones. And today I got Kiara Luck, the host of the co-host of the player and the fan. And she's up there with a UNC legend, David Noel, who's from her hometown, I think, right? Yeah, he is. Yes. And um, <laughs> her podcast is pretty cool. She's very energetic. She has the energy once she walks into the room. We already know what energy we're going to have. So how you doing today, Kira? I am doing really, really good. How are you? Like, I'm I'm excited to be here on this very famous podcast. And I feel, <laughs> I, I feel very honored to, to be a part of this at this moment. Because I've seen all the guests, and I've just been waiting patiently for my turn. So <laughs> I am going to soak all this up. I am super excited. <laughs> Thank you for the... Um... Man, I might have sent you a cash out for that that introduction. <laughs> I am like I, I love your podcast and I, I love your engagement with your guests. And I was just like, I'm gonna wait patiently. I'm not gonna ask him when it's my turn. And I was just so excited when you finally asked me. So yeah, I, I'm very happy and honored to be here with you. Man, thank you so much. Before we start and get into the life of Kira, look, we're gonna talk about one of my sponsors, Dashika Bear Realtor. Have you have you seen her? She needs a favor. Who do you know buying or selling real estate right now? Have them call her. She can really help. And yeah, it doesn't matter what state you're in. She's a realtor that can handle any deal in any state. This realtor is also helping with credit restoration on your path to buying your dream home. The one-stop shop. Give her a call. Dashika Realty at 317-566-4314. 317-566-4314. Use the promo code RAWMIND. RP promo code RAWMIND. So, Kiera, like, like, tell the viewers, if they don't know this very good celebrity, so I'm throwing it back to you. Um, how, like, tell the viewers how long you've been into the industry of doing sports media and, like, tell them, like, the rankings and where you're at now and like what was the grind because you know a lot of people say women may have it harder but i don't think that's with you so kind of tell me like where did it start listen this is uh not for the weak-hearted and trust me my, my heart can be <laughs> weak, weak at times for this um 
I started writing about sports in 2012. Mm. Um, it's funny because I knew I wanted to be involved in sports and entertainment in some capacity. I didn't know whether I wanted to do um, like on the agency side, the marketing. I just knew that I love sports. I love how every day is a different day. There, there's no repetitiveness in, in sports. Um, you just wake up one day and there's breaking news. Um, and, and I enjoy that life. I enjoy my phone constantly going off. I enjoy the <laughs> relationships. And I just knew that this industry was something that I wanted to be a part of in some capacity. So in 2012, I was on Twitter one day talking about Cam Newton. And um, I had a, um, a publication reach out and say, you know, stop tweeting and get this on paper. And I never thought about writing. I did not think that was in my, my ministry, in my, in my story. So I started writing and I've enjoyed it. Um, I've been doing it for, what is it? That's almost like nine years now. <clears throat> and I've done Charlotte Hornets. I've done, um, yeah, I've written for uh, WREL Sports here in Rye, North Carolina. Um, Sports Illustrated, um, just variety. I've written for Essence. I've written for Complex, OK Player. So when I look back on my story and the things that I've done and, and the the path writing has taken me, um, mm -hmm. it, I feel very privileged and honored. Um, it's weird how times you can kind of get lost in your what you deem as uh, lack of. But whenever right. you're being interviewed and when you talk about it, um, I, I'm very blessed with what I do, and I've come across some amazing people who've um, granted me access to a very changing and entertaining world. Man, that's pretty cool. So, like, once you did that first journalism, or that first journal or writing on, like, Cam Newton, what was your mind when somebody told you to take it at? Did you was like, look, this might be it, or did you know it was going to go that far? Or No, I really just knew I, I love sports, and I, I love talking about it. Um, I, I love forming my opinion. I love connecting with fans. I, I've always felt like, and even to this day, that there's always a bridge missing between the, the, the fan and uh, the player or the fan and the publication. And I wanted to kind of bridge that gap. And I, I never in a million years that I think that writing would have granted me access to the places that I've been. Like, just thinking about it, it blows my mind. Um, yeah, I just thought, you know, I'm just a fan writing her opinion. That's that's it. Never thought that nine years later I would still be doing it. Man, that's pretty cool. So how did tell us about the, the good little journey of you and the Charlotte Hornets when you was writing for them? So I'm just curious, how did that that season of your life go? So I was with uh uh ESPN the fan. Is that what it's called? It's it's the ESPN um branch of Raleigh. I was here with them. Cool. And I was on um, sports radio one day. And so the VP um, came in and he was like, uh, did an interview. And at that time I was bartending at a hotel, go figure the hotel he was staying at in Chapel Hill. Uh. And so he, he walked up to the bar and I didn't know that he had an interview that day with the radio station. And so, like, he said, hey, you're, you're Kiara Luck, aren't you? And I'm oh, like, I know that. You're a celebrity right then. Was like, hey, you Kiara Luck. Oh, my God, the celebrity. Oh, my God. I'm in the, I'm in the I, was, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how 
how you know me, I was like, yeah. He was like, I heard about you. Um, I, I want to, you know, see if I can have a meeting with you. You know, I'm the VP with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm the VP of entertainment with Charlotte Hornets. And I'd really love to have you on board. Here's my card. Contact me and, you know, we'll, we'll have a conversation. And from that point on, um, for about a year and a half, I worked with them and it was a dream come true. Um, mm. It was, it granted me the opportunity to interview Kobe Bryant. So oh, wow. I will always be in love with the Charlotte Hornets for making me check off a, a bucket list, a, a dream of all things, Kobe Bryant. And I was sitting there shaking when I, when I was talking to him <laughs> because that was his last game. Um, that was his, um, his last the farewell tour. tour year, right? Yeah, the farewell tour. Yeah, so it was when he was in Charlotte, and I was just looking at him in awe. Like he had no idea what he did for me in that moment. And I asked him a question, and I was shaking, and I'm mad to this day that I don't have like me on camera asking him, but I have my voice on camera, and it took me months to get that because. I had to call around to different people at the time. Like, did you get me answering that question? And someone finally sent me the footage. And <laughs> it was, yeah. The Charlotte Hornets um, forever has a place in my heart. Um, I, I love that team. I love their social media. I love everything about them. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I know. I was about to ask you, but you pretty much answered my question. I was going to ask you, like, how nervous were you? Introduced? What did he say? Did he relax or did he get up? Or he was like, you know, they relax. No, he was, so he had like a million people around him. So he was, he was against the wall and he was in his warm up suit. And so many people were around him asking him questions. But there was one uh, guy, it was a guy covering the, the Lakers and his farewell tour who like asked majority of the questions, which kind of like, it didn't upset me, but it was like, bro, like, let somebody else get a turn, right? <laughs> and he would just kept asking question after question. And so you have to yell in, in those capacities, which mm. for me is kind of hard because not only um, is my voice, like, it doesn't project very well, but I'm also short. And so amongst, like, a lot of men, <laughs> I kind of get drawn out. So I have to push my way through or... Um, there's a, a man who, who recognizes that, you know, I'm trying to get forward and ask my question. And, right. um, thankfully most of the time I'm around men who see me and, and you know, push me forward, they push me in front of them. And so, yeah, I, I definitely had to make sure I, I get that question heard. Like I had to fight my way through that. Man. Yeah. That's and people. If you don't understand what she says, like sometimes you get those, media reports or media interviews is pretty much a whole room and sometimes it's yeah. like every man for themselves trying to get a question exactly. in. So that's, a, exactly. <laughs> that's a tough situation exactly. <laughs> so now you're doing your co-host of the player and the fan and i know you do a lot of y'all guys not only have a podcast but i think you do things with sports illustrated with the, for the carolina tar Heels. so yeah how is that journey and does that does that make you almost like for I guess for the viewers, does it make you like, okay, I gotta make sure I'm doing everything? Carolina Tar Heels. Is Carol look a, a fan of anybody else in the world outside of her business side, or does she look? I know wrong thoughts here, people, but I at the same time, I'm not asking you to ask that question, but I just want to know the experience and how fun it is. So I I grew up a, a Tar Heel fan. Like it's it's easy for me to be in this capacity, but it's also difficult because I don't really get to be a fan um, anymore, and that's kind of <laughs> for me. 
Um, especially like being on social media. Like I can't be too excited that Carolina has won because, you know, when people of like um when when people say a certain publication, like say, I don't know, this sports illustrator or, or whomever, ESPN, you know, if they're looking at me to hire me and they see, oh, she's just a fan, she's not, you know, necessarily a reporter, that that can kind of hurt you. Right. So right. I, I hate walking that thin line because I feel mm. like that puts me in a box. Like mm. every day I struggle with it because I don't really have fun with social media anymore. And that's a whole different conversation. Like you didn't right, answer right. that question, but it, it's definitely kind of killed the fun of me enjoying sports because I, I can't really be a fan. Um, uh, like, for instance, um, Carolina was playing, but at the same time, the U.S. women's soccer team was playing. And mm. a lot of people were like, why are you watching women's soccer when Carolina is playing? Don't you cover Carolina? And I'm like, absolutely. But they were losing to Marquette. And two, I get to be a true fan with our soccer team. Like, I can scream. I can hoot. I can holler. I can wear my jersey. And right. it, it doesn't look sideways to people. Right. And I, I really enjoyed that experience. I enjoy screaming for my girls. I enjoy um, tweeting about them and, and, and being one of their biggest fans. And um, that's always going to trump everything for me because I can be my authentic self in that space. Right. And plus, if you're being honest, Carolina is a women's soccer school. They're, they're women yeah, they who have won 23 championships um, with the same coach. So... They are a, a soccer team uh, winning school, if, if we're being honest. But um, about the podcast, uh, I've known David for about 17 years. Um, David is from my hometown. Um, I met him when I believe I was in eighth grade, I want to say eighth or ninth grade. And um, he was in Northgate Mall. Uh, it was him. I remember it like to the T. Michael Jackson was playing <laughs> on the on the speakers. Um, oh, you remember the music too. I do. I do because it was it was a What song was it? It was it was a song that I no, I, I want to say remember the time. I really want to say is remember the time. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, because remember the time is actually my favorite Michael Jackson song. Like that is the first Michael Jackson song that That's I can remember vividly. Yeah. That's remember, a beautiful song too. Yeah, knowing word by word that was the first one. Um, but anywho, uh, I, I met him at uh, Northgate Mall. It was David in the middle. Um, Raymond Felton was on his right and Rashad McCants was on his left. And they were walking <laughs> towards me. And I lost my, I lost all my marbles. Um, I went up to David and literally him, Rashad and Raymond, I spit their facts to a T. Um, mm. just told them everything about them and they looked at me in such shock and um, they, I think they gave me a hug and um, it, it was such a defining moment for me and I would love to say that may have been like the point where I realized that's the space sports entertainment I want to be in but I don't know but I've always loved sports but just meeting him at that time I lost it and so um, I met David again at Southern whenever Carolina, it was when the AC teams used to do that um, tour around the With ACC. The yeah. I, it's like barnyard, barn houses. It was something like that. But um, 
one of their tour stops was at my high school and David was there. And David is such a legend in Durham, especially at Southern High School. That's all you hear about is this hometown kid who went to a power five school. And um, he came and we took a picture. I posted it on his birthday on Saturday. And um, he's just been in my life since that moment. Um, throughout college, he was always a phone call away. He always gave me advice. Um, and back in 2018, uh, he was at Southern and I was just like, bro, let's just do a podcast. Like we talk all the time about Carolina, let's do a podcast together. Mm. And it, it, it just fits. Like he is everything I know about basketball, every question I have, every play that I have questioned, every player that, you know, I'm wondering how they can get better that the perfect mind of basketball is David Noel. It's insane how beautiful his mind works in that capacity. And I've learned so much from him in just three years about basketball and how it works and not just on the court, but just also, you know, how they function outside. You know, it made me appreciate um, what they do in their communities, uh, their uh, dedication to their fans, but also their family and walking that thin line. So, um, just doing this podcast with him and learning and just seeing how his passion grows every year for not only Carolina basketball, but basketball in, in a, in a whole in totality. Um, he, he loves it. He preaches for everyone to watch, you know, basketball period and not just Carolina or just ACC ball, but, um, he's just so good at it. And I'm a lucky girl to be able to share that space with him and, um, introduce people to uh, what I've grown to know in over 17 years and get some of that knowledge. He constantly spills over to me. Man, that's pretty much like the stuff that you described, David Noel and y'all relationship or as in from the sports and conversations, it's like poor yeah. emotion, like work of art. Yeah. Even to the position that you said that you met him, we remember the time, Michael Jackson, the three guys, yeah. giving facts yeah. and, facts. and I'm like, and at the same time, listen, to, I'm thinking about the, I'm visioning it. Like I'm visioning the, the song. I can vision you, vision you, excuse me, going Absolutely. over there. To, <laughs> to them. So like, Absolutely. oh boy. I was crying. I was crying. And my mom was like, girl. But it was just such a huge moment for me because I I love, I, I love Carolina basketball. I love that program. And I, 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 I just grew up with it. And the, the players that I've, been able to meet has just been like even Rashad McCants and, and I get it Rashad is like you know the the black sheep of the family but just even meeting <laughs> Rashad Rashad has been even learning his perspective on basketball Rashad's mind of basketball he's one of the greatest players I don't care how you feel about right, Rashad right. and it, he did some trash ass stuff I get it but <laughs> well, thoughts, mind, baby. Rashad is such a good basketball mind and he thinks player first um, and then he thinks about the business of basketball and how black people can be better at it and if we just sit and listen to him it's kind of just mind-boggling how right he is but because of the things he's done it, it takes people a lot longer to kind of listen to him but he's absolutely right about some of the stuff that you know how players can benefit from basketball um, he just had a, a horrible way of doing it, which we talked about countless times. Like, you had a trash way of doing it, but I get what you're saying, but you right, right, right. A, a lot better. Um, and and meeting, you know, Danny Green, uh, an, another one who has a, 
a really beautiful story about um, his college basketball experience and going to the league and um, Antoine Jameson. And low key, I tell everybody, if you really want to meet, like, who is the darling of Carolina basketball, it is not Michael Jordan. It is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is, like, top three. If I had to name number one, hands down, it's Antoine Jameson. Like, uh, Carolina fans love Antoine Jameson. Um, he is definitely, to me, the darling of, of Carolina basketball. Um, of course, you know, everyone in the world knows Michael Jordan, so he's definitely a selling point. But right, when right, it comes right. down to it, Antoine Jameson, when he walks into the Dean Dome, man, the, the cheers that man receives is unprecedented. Um, uh, getting to know Bryce Johnson, uh, uh, Kennedy Meeks, and uh, Brandon Robinson, and Kenny Williams, and um, who else have been fantastic? Um, who, oh, Jawad Williams. Um, all of them have been incredible at making me understand not just Carolina basketball, but basketball, period. Uh, and they've all been so amazing at, you know, access. Like, I can literally text whomever and be like, um, hey, I need an interview. Oh, girl, you know, when are you available Pierre, I'm down. What do you need? What question do you need? Or <laughs> if they can answer in a text message, you know, they, they do. Um, they have been so instrumental in my career. And the, the people that I've named, I cannot thank enough for just giving me the time of day. You know, it's going to make me emotional right. because um, they, they really don't understand how appreciative I am of the position that I'm in. And, you know, just being able to have, like, you know, that access, like, where I'm like, can I ask you something about this play? Or, you know, how does Coach Williams handle certain stuff? Or, you know, different things that I can ask and that they can answer. And, you know, even things exclusively that I can't even mention, um, I, I'm blessed to be able to, to know. So, um, yeah, I, I have grown to, to love this program and more than just um, what I see on TV. Um, the people that is it's nurtured and, and grown, um, happy, calm, wonderful uh, friends to me. And I'm forever grateful. That's a very long answer. I'm so sorry. But yeah. No, no, you're fine. This is <laughs> baby. I want, I want it all. I want it all. But with that means I'm going to go to my sponsor real quick. Brandy's North Carolina. Have you tried Brandy's food truck based out of Eastern North Carolina? These truckers have it all. Homemade dough and sauce, pizza, stramboli, cheese steak, chicken subs, and more. They cater anything from birthday parties office parties, weddings, and family dinners. Check out their website, brandysnc.com, brandysnc.com. Hit the promo code. Let them know who I am, Raw Mind. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, promo code Raw Mind. So I got another question for you. Um, yeah. As media, you know, and as you dealing with, you know, Tar Heel basketball or any media, like, I know the fans of the world may misunderstand when a person answers a question. So sometimes a lot of these athletes stuff have PRs or wording and literally they have to literally say things a certain way because it may be taken out of context. Right. So, for example, the, uh, last week, I know a lot of people was kind of talking about when Roy Williams lost to Marquette yeah. and he said what he said at the end of, at yeah. the, end of the, yeah. um, the, the post-game interview. I'm looking at it like, he just be just really raw thoughts just saying common sense stuff yeah. logic like yeah you know how did you take that or how did you look at it when he actually said it in that perspective like what did you think about it 
It's funny because I wanted, like, I had my hand up um, in queue to ask that same exact question, not to that capacity, but in a, a different way. Um, but mm -hmm. Josh Graham um, was the one who got, got to it first. But the thing is, to me, it was a legitimate question because everyone on Twitter and social media asked mm -hmm. that question. Why in the world did Coach Williams schedule this random-ass game in the middle <laughs> of the week? Um, with a non-conference player, he didn't have to. And so everyone was questioning it. So Josh asking that question was, to me, completely valid because everyone wanted to know why he did it. Um, and I think what a lot of people have to understand, uh, Coach Williams, to me, um, he's had a lot, of, a lot of adversity these last couple of years with this team, yeah. uh, the teams. Uh, last year, they faced a lot of injuries and they just couldn't get the, the, the chemistry right. And then this year he has like one of the youngest teams um, in, in the nation. Um, I think there's only 25 teams younger than Carolina. So they're super young right. compared to the 300 odd teams there are. So they're, they're super right. young. Um, and so, you know, he's just learning as a coach, you know, how to be better because players these days are not the same players they were even three, four years ago. So, He's, he's, right, running right. A, he's running a lot. And um, I think just after a very tough loss with a lot of mistakes, um, it was just the heat of the moment. But um, I didn't take it personally. I don't think Josh Graham took it personally. But one right. thing, Coach Williams, um, to me, he doesn't hold any, any grudges. Um, he definitely remembers everything. You can ask Coach Williams something that happened when he was like 13 and he remembers it to a T. <laughs> It's insane how coaches remember stuff, but um, I, I I've never seen him hold any grudges or anything like that. So, um, I just think that question was in the heat of the moment, a very tough loss, and that's how I took it. I, I, I don't think I don't think he meant anything by it to the reporter, to fans, or anything. Yeah, I know Josh Graham pretty good out of Greensboro. Yeah, um, yeah. he's fantastic he's at what he does. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So him asking that question wasn't to be malicious. There was no ill intent behind it. Um, it, it to me, it was a, a really good question. Um, that just at that time was just in the heat of the moment, and coach just you know kind of answered it kind of in raw thoughts. <laughs> right. 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 In raw thoughts, it was. <laughs> so I'm sitting here thinking like they did play against. A Duke alum and um oh yeah house, he was a coach so he kind of knew the philosophy the systems game fam he knew what he was going against so to them losing to Marquette was not a shock should they lost you know it's kind of you know we have expectations you know how that goes but but that's the thing so when you're that's and that's something again that you know we talk about on the if people listen to the podcast if people listen to David like I'm more of your uh, David is very much your 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 color, your analyst. He's he's everything in yeah. between. But one thing he preaches, and he even got me out of it because I was gung ho just an ACC girl. But he's like, look, you have got to watch beyond the ACC, and that's one thing he preaches. He was not surprised Carolina lost to Marquette. Um, he even said on the podcast, you know, do not sleep on Marquette. Marquette, granted is like second to last in the Big Ten. They their record at that time I think was like six and ten in the in the is it Big Ten or Biggie? Either one. Um and uh, they were like they they just didn't have a good record. 
but they had really great players. And right. their schedule was comparable to that of an ACC team. This isn't them playing Miami. This isn't them playing Wake Forest. This is comparable to a really good Louisville who beat Duke. Or even right. a, a Duke team, you know, who beat Virginia. Like, that's how good Marquette is. Right. Just because you don't watch them and just because their record looks like they're not a good team, does not mean that when any team walks into the Dean Dome, they're not going to give you 3,000%. They see the banners. They see Tyler Hansborough. They see Michael Jordan. They see Antoine Jameson. They see all these people. They're going to come play. And you have, like you said, a Duke alum who is very familiar. Carolina's system is a system for 3,000 years. Yes. (laughs) If any Duke alum knows what Carolina does, you know, it's I'm not saying it's easy, but I mean, you're almost playing a mini Duke team. So right. I, I think a lot of people just, you know, sleep on non-conference teams and think that they're just an easy win. Like, no, like you have to watch basketball in its totality. Like, right. Yeah. And it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people to understand, like when you play against Carolina, the Dukes, even Kentucky's, even if they play their worst game against the Saurus team in Absolutely. their country, Absolutely. they will bring that A game. It's Absolutely. shots that you think will never fall, will fall against a good team. And, I, and that's what I was saying, because the Big Ten this year is probably the best basketball conference in the NCAA right now, because they might be sitting Listen. seven, eight things. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Like, I... Michigan? Yes. <laughs> Listen. I am so proud um, I to me, Juwan Howard is setting so many precedents. He has no idea. They need right. more black coaches. More black right. coaches with the experience of college and NBA need to be in the in the seats of these uh, coaching positions. Right. He is setting so many precedents, and I am enjoying watching. Michigan isn't in the in the news enough for me. They're number two right now. Right, Gonzaga right. Gonzaga is, is perfect. I don't think Gonzaga has lost yet. Gonzaga is undefeated at number one. I get it. But Michigan deserves the limelight a little bit. And what Jawan Howard is doing and what he's doing for that program and, and the people he's about to steal. And the, the fun basketball that is breeding outside of your typical Blue Bloods, your typical Duke, right. Carolinas, Kentuckys. That seeing the fun that teams are having at Gonzaga, at Iowa, at Oklahoma, at West Virginia, at, at right. your Michigan, at your Texas Tech, that the fun that these teams are having with these younger coaches is is being seen, and and these recruits are looking at that. Even looking at your NC State's, and I, I love Virginia Tech. I. I, I love their coach there, and you know he's year two in, and and I love what Virginia Tech is doing, and I, what they done to Wake Forest. I don't know what happened with Wake Forest the other day. <laughs> they beat them by like a million, but you know you're just looking at teams outside of your typical Power Fives, and you just have to be amazed at you know just the fun that they're having, and and I've enjoyed watching teams outside of, of the ACC like I I just have like. Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State the other day, and that was such a good doggone game. And yeah, I think that's what it was. Oklahoma beat Oklahoma. It, it gives State. you that fun because yeah. you don't have to like like mentally focus like job wise on what you're doing. Now you can look outside the conference and kind of be of a fan of basketball. Exactly, like exactly. Right. 
Exactly, because now you're looking at, you know, what Carolina is going up against in this NCAA tournament, and I know Indiana is going to be such a Mm-hmm. I, I I'm looking forward to the NCAA tournament and and what Indiana is going to set precedent for. Um, mm. It's so I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I got another question for we on wrap it up. I got another sponsor too as well. But um, like what did you like? What would you rather have? Raw thoughts with Kara. Look, um, <laughs> would you have the strategic coach or do you want the players coach? If you had a choice, the coach that has all the answers and philosophies to win but you got the people that you got the players coach i heard you say earlier like how the players are enthusiastic younger coaches can get these guys morale and have the vibe is what we say outside of sports like they have a vibe with that coach like what would you, would you rather have this episode today is brought to you by casey king is a registered dental hygienist that has a product that she uses herself and recommends to her patients daily it is a whitening toothpaste that contains no bleach or peroxide, so it won't make your teeth sensitive like other whitening products. It's also more affordable than white strips and prescription bleaching products. Safe use for teens with braces and kids ages 2 plus. Just replace regular toothpaste and brush two times a day like usual. There is no extra steps or messy trays involved. you already brushing anyway. Why not have a pain-free white smile while you're at it? Contact Casey King, registered dental hygienist on Facebook, and mention this podcast for a 10% discount. And use the promo code RAWMIND. Yeah, I said it. A 10% discount on this product by using the promo code RAWMIND. And check out other health and beauty products on her Facebook VIP page, Casey's Bright Smiles, and more. to put you on the seat like that wrong thoughts <laughs> the, the only the only so okay i'm looking at it this way because when i, I think of player coaches i think of your penny hardaways and, and your your Jawan howards yeah that's what i think of when i think of player coaches um but then i think of your strategic coaches when i look at at your your boy williams um because strategic works that's how right, right has got to he's the fastest winning coach to 900 it, it makes right. sense when you have a system, it works. But I do think there has to be coaches who have a system but can adapt to the player that they're recruiting because you have mm. to be able to, you know, a, a kid can come in and you can't force him into a system because it'll never work. But if you tweak certain things so that he's comfortable, so that mm-hmm. he can take, you know, a little bit of you and a little bit of him and, you know, it, it, it marries into something beautiful. I think right. that's, that's what coaches have to do these days. You can't just throw anybody into anything and think it's going to work. Um, right. Kids can lose their identity. And when you kids lose their identity, they lose their confidence because they think that because I'm not working in this system, um, I, I, I'm failing. Mm. It, that, that makes them mm-hmm. look like a failure. But if you allow that kid to kind of be themselves and allow them to, you know, uh, adapt to your system and, and make little tweaks to where they feel comfortable and confident, you, you have, you know, uh, uh, a winning formula. Um, to me, I think Coach K does a great job of that. I think he's had to adapt to that. Yeah. And even when you look at Coach Cal um, at Kentucky, and think right. of what he does. He he definitely has a system, but you know when Coach Kyle gets someone good, he has right. no issue in, in letting that kid uh, uh, go off. Um, 
So, yeah, I think that Coach Williams is definitely your strategic coach. Um, I think he's learning to allow players to um, be themselves in his system and allow them to grow in that. Um, but I do think your Penny Hardaways and your Jawan Howards are, are definitely changing the game um, and, and allowing kids to come in and say what makes them comfortable and for those coaches to find ways to, to make that profitable or to make that a winning situation. And I was going to say that because you brought everything out that I just ended up thinking about in my head because I had another conversation on a, a podcast previously. We were talking about coaches, philosophies, and a lot of coaches I get even in high school. I understand high school, you really can't choose who you want unless you're at a prep school and academy yeah, you can bring in who yeah. you want. But sometimes a lot of coaches be like, they don't have this, they don't have that. <laughs> Players be mad. Sometimes if a player doesn't fit the philosophy or the or the, the 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 game plan, he can still be a good player. He just don't fit it. That's why yeah, I think you just yeah. separate the coaches, the good coaches from the okay coaches. Not in a bad way, not disrespecting any coach or anything like that. But when you talk about philosophy, you may have a kid that may can't run your philosophy, but he can help you get victories. And yeah. at the same time, that's it's like a you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. And I'll be listening to coaches say, he just he can't play, he can't play. He might can really play. They don't mean that. Yeah. Right. Correct. And so don't don't knock the kid because you think he can't play because he don't fit the system you want to run. Because at the end of the day, you know, you have a choice to run the system. But I hear coaches that say that. And I'm like, okay, if you got a lot of state championships, high school titles, stuff like that, I get it. Then you're you're the man. But if you ain't got no state titles or no high school titles, you're pretty much in the same boat they in. The player and you. So sometimes it's okay to adjust to each player. Even when I was coaching AU basketball, I adjusted each year. To different players and towns. I didn't run the same thing because you can't run the ISO with a player who's not an ISO player. Exactly. Sometimes you have to run the Princeton and the um the Princeton offense. Yeah. So it depends on what system. Sometimes you may have that closer, sometimes you may don't. And I was saying, like, you gotta understand your, your team. And I keep telling everybody, like, people don't, I think I don't know if other people understand this. There's no disrespect to all the coaches, but raw thoughts. You know, you could be a great mentor, a great person, a great human being to a child. That don't mean that you are a great coach. It's Amen. still a difference between Amen. the two. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I think, and a perfect example of that, you know, if you're a fan of Carolina basketball, you look at Cole Anthony, you know, in recent memory, mm-hmm. someone who, you know, kind of struggled in that system a little bit, but he is a star um, in the NBA and he's killing it in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, some people just, Carolina is a team first team. It is not right. a you're you're not promised anything. Coach Williams is not promised anything. You win your minutes in practice, um, and right. I think uh, David said it best. You coach in practice, you adjust during the game. And Coach Williams definitely coaches in practice, and he sees who you are in practice, and that's why his lineup kind of changes from you know game to game. Um, if someone was phenomenal in practice, he's going to reward that person during game time. Are you looking for abstract fluid art or resin art like no other? How about handcrafted jewelry or maybe hypoallergenic products? Well, look no further than uniquely designed. We design and create all our products with you in mind. We are a metaphysical art business. Our products list contains acrylic abstract fluid paintings, resin art, chessboards, Hamsa hand, incense holders, Oregon, pyramids and cones, chakra, Metatron cube plates, and ruins. Body oils for men and women. 
not port and go. All in one butter can you be used from, it can be used from head to toe, both male and female, beard oil, hair growth serum, eyebrow, eyelash serum that can also be used on one's edges. Air freshener, body mist sprays. We make herbal infused tin as well as tea light candles. Our jewelry is all handcrafted by Synergy and not duplicated. Our jewelry line consists of men's and women's and children's when order. Please contact 704-953-5456 or uniquely, that's U-N-I-Q-U-E-L-Y-D-Z-I-G-N-E-D at gmail.com. And also follow uniquely design on IG, Instagram. And use the promo code RAWMIND and you will get a 10% discount off of any product. Um, so, right. um, yeah, it's, it's a team first. There are no promises in, in Carolina basketball. You win in practice. You win showing up every single day. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. With every time we go to another sponsor, check out Active Pure Technology kills 99.99% of COVID-19 in three and three minutes. Used by over 30 professional sports teams to help keep players safe, healthy, remove the viruses, bacteria from the air. Technology used in operating rooms to keep the air surfaces clean, made really available to the public. One unit can protect up to 3,000 square feet, perfect for gyms, indoor workout facilities, or just for home office <clears throat> and or small business. They can also have a mobile unit you can take to use in your car traveling. No other company has technology developing NASA space shuttle program inducted into the Space Hall of Fame, made readily available for the general public at affordable prices. Kills COVID-19, E. coli, strep throat, and many other viruses in the air and on surfaces. Also cleans, sanitizes, and disinfects your spaces. Protect your players, family, and friends by adding active pure technology to your spaces. Contact for products, 689-222-8900. 689-222-8900. Email them at usaasia at onlinetrade at gmail.com. usaasia at onlinetrade at gmail.com. Get the 10% discount promo code RAWMIND. 10% discount on the product, RAWMIND. So with that being said, one more last question for RAWMIND Sports, Kiara Luck. What is, where does Kiara Luck see herself five years? I ain't going to go 10 years from now. Bro, I can't even tell you I'm going to be in five days. Um, <laughs> I, I hope to be, um, honestly, I hope to be somewhere with uh, LeBron James uh, and, and Chris Ball um, changing the narrative of Black athletes and um, telling stories that uh, that change the narrative of success of the black athlete and i hope you know to have a really great platform and to be in cahoots with you know um impactful players um to help tell them um i would love to do on camera work and film work and just really uh, be in the mix of um being uh helping with that and and providing better opportunities for um for black athletes i really want in some capacity um, right. for the, uh, the Negro League to come back. And I get it. The mm. Negro League is really hard yeah. to to discuss because um, you don't want white people saying the Negro League. But um, 
I want the Negro League to come back in the form of providing opportunities for uh, young black kids in um, disadvantaged neighborhoods. And I, that's what I really want it to be called, uh, the Negro Youth Development League, something like that, to where mm. um, the Major League Baseball um, uh, sends funds to these neighborhoods and uh, really um, try to nourish that. Because when you look at uh, LA winning and you look at who was on the cover of all those magazines, Mookie, <laughs> Mookie. Mookie. It's not his first name, but Mookie. That's what they call him. Mookie was on the front cover of every single sports magazine with right. a gold chain. And that's the image that I, I love for young black kids to see. Like a dude named Mookie really won with LA <laughs> and he's on the cover. And this could be you too. And I, I really want for, for baseball to start nourishing those neighborhoods and um um, allowing a better pipeline for black kids to get into the league um, because I think um, we totally could could dominate that too and uh, yeah so those are definitely some passion projects that I would love to to be a part of um, yeah <laughs> in five years this is pretty dope this is dope here man like she's all she has a passionate vision already for five years down the line and that is amazing because we have something in my area with the Butt Leonard Association, you know, he was a part of the Negro Baseball League, and um, it talks a lot. Brian Good came to the baseball team, but he talked heavy and stuff like that. That being said, that was, that was, I felt that. With that being said, guys, this is Kara Luck, and you guys have a great day, great night, great morning, whatever time you listen to this.